Welcome back to the Formal Guru Podcast. I think this is episode 112 at this point, and we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Um, as we kind of rolled into the end of the school year and moving into the summer, uh, we've kind of been uh, focusing on some things personally and uh, actually job change. So I've worked in campus recreation f- uh, for the last seven years and the field of recreation for over 15. Uh, it's the background that of education that I that I have. And so I decided I was ready for a change and I've been sort of working that direction over the last year and a half or so, focusing more on media marketing, social media, photography, videography, things like that. In that time frame, I started a, a second business and uh, have been focusing on how do I provide value for uh, marketing um, and really found a passion with photography, videography, things like that, where I can, where I've been able to go to a couple national events and a variety of other sporting events, motorsports, things like that to uh, kind of capture and cover those things and then start to develop content around that. So I've been doing a lot of different things. And then we also finished the, the school year with, on a really high note, as far as floorball is concerned, where we had around 40, 40, 45 kids signed up for classes. Now, one of the things that I had tried as we moved into COVID was to offer a floorball class for kids ages five to six. Uh, traditionally, I had basically broken it between the ages of seven and 13 with a lot of, a lot of success. And I know when we had uh, done that winter of 2020, we were doing, we had actually doubled. We were like 22 kids in one, one of the classes from that, like seven to nine age age range. And I wanted to add a five to six because there's not a lot of things offered in my area for that. So I still wanted to be able to provide something. And there's a lot of challenges when you're looking at that younger age group, because when you're hitting that four, five, six age range, you're going to have a really wide development range on where the kids are. And needless to say, those age groups are going to be a bit more squirrely than some of the other older ones. Not to say that the older kids aren't just as squirrely in that seven to nine range, um, but you're really not always sure kind of where the kids are developmentally, where they are. Have they have they touched a stick before? Do they know how their body moves? Do they understand some of these things? And so it really emphasizes a need to make sure that you have a plan and that you try to stick to that plan, but also be willing to throw that plan right out the window and start over again. And that's that, that thing when you're looking at how do you, how do you set up your class? How do you schedule? How do you plan ahead? Have extra games? Do you know, or can you recognize when things are kind of all falling apart and do you know how to um, pivot in an effective way? And I have found that having that structure really helps and it's a mix of knowing how to explain things quickly, concisely, and then get going. And if you have to, if you have to come back and, and, and regroup, great. And if it doesn't work after that, that's okay. You just kind of move on. And 
one of the things that I found probably became that group's favorite activity, which I wasn't sure how it was going to go, was the numbers game. So if you know the numbers game, you don't know the numbers game, basically take your group, split it in half. Give each person a number one through however. So for me, I had like one through six. So about 12 kids, one through six, each kid has a number. So one group, they're one to six, the other group, one to six. Um, and then what you do is get them off the field. I typically have them find, I find a line as the boundary and I keep them apart and basically just say, okay, if when your number is called, you go onto the field and you try to score, you can, the really fun thing with this is you can, um, you can get the kids that are not playing to cheer on the others, but you can put the kids that are playing into a variety of different scenarios. So you can be one V one, two V two, three V three. And then at some point I always throw everybody in there and it can be a little bit chaotic, but it at least gives the kids uh, that idea of you have space initially. So what do you do? And you have that offense to defense transition, but then you also have the, you know, the idea of when everybody's playing or if there's more than one, how do we find that open space? How do we move into that open space? And we start actually teaching the game and how do we play? It's not just everybody runs after the ball and those kinds of things. And so that's part of a bigger process that when we're teaching about positional play, how do we move through uh, the field and things like that? So that game ended up being probably the best game for that group. And I was not sure they would be able to handle it. Now, when I go to teach again in the fall, because I typically take the summers off, um, will another group, will that be, will that work the same way? I don't know, but I'm sure going to set it up and try it that way. And that's kind of one of those things where you try, you build and then hope it works and go from there. And that's really all you can do. So it's, it's exciting as we move into thinking about fall um, because we had really good numbers and I think more people are starting to kind of get back to that norm. And I, I still think there's just not enough out there for kids. Now I keep getting the question of when are you going to do leagues? When is that going to build up those kinds of things? And one of my bigger challenges I have to figure out is the notion of, what do you know how do i make it where it's not just me now right now i'm the only one that's that's largely doing it i'm in kind of in charge i'm, I'm the one banging the drum and doing a lot of the stuff i do have some support but i i haven't basically left it over and said okay i've got these volunteers or staff or things like that yet that are running things for me so that it's not just me um, because this is not my full time and I do a lot of different things. I want to spend time with my family, so I don't want to give up too many weekends or I've already got weekends planned because of work and other things that I don't want to uh, maximize or stretch myself too thin. And so I've largely focused on the instruction and doing the classes. I have a lot of fun with that. And I think the kids that, that are able to come really enjoy it. And you know, if I can figure out that, how can I pass it off to somebody else so that there's, you know, somebody wanted to do a league, I'll support the league. I just don't want to be the one to run everything. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, 
you know, and I, I didn't do summer camps, although I know, I know I could have done summer camps this year again, and it would have been successful. Um, given the numbers that we had and the, and the inquiries I was getting. Uh, but again, at the time I wasn't sure where my day job was going to end and uh, where, what was that was going to look like and how that was going to change and impact as I've shifted uh, now to working in uh, social media. I'm the uh, social media marketing uh, person for uh, an organization and really excited about that, but I wasn't sure kind of how that would how my life would, would change as a result. Cause now I don't have a facility. Um, I can get access to it and things like that, but it's really, you know, the way it is. And I'm planning to continue to teach in the fall and, and to focus on that. And I've noticed we're seeing some more uh, good growth in floorball around the country as uh, more people are getting involved and establishing different things and building it. I still don't see largely many people trying to teach. Um, I see more of the league play set up, which is, which is fine. I have no problem with leagues forming and things like that. I still think the challenge with the league format is you're, you're spending more time hoping or at least teaching as part of the league how to play the game right or hoping people when they come in understand the game and some of the basic rules which is where i think if you're framing it as an uh, a pathway for youth in particular to learn the game give them skills get them excited about it and then put them into a league setting that still benefits everybody at that at that point so it, it will be interesting to see if we get some more people that i think focus on on that path but right now we're doing we're seeing a lot more leagues and I think it's great. Um, so it'll be exciting to see now that I think uh, things that were delayed are, are now moving forward and it will be exciting to see kind of how that pushes forward um, into the future. So if you're interested in looking at more information about floorball, check out my website, floorballguru.com. Uh, check out the podcast. We've got a lot of different things talking about a lot of different things. And if you're needing resources, I've got about a lot of free resources on the website. I do have a book that's a curriculum designed to help people get started teaching, learning, growing, and playing the, the sport. And, you know, we're excited to see kind of what happens as we move forward through 2022 into the future. So check out my website at floorballguru.com. And most importantly, keep floorballing.